This is Alan with Two Narm in Baltimore. A gooner and a toffee walk into a bar. Decide to do a shit football podcast. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Hey, gotta give the boy a little credit. His team's actually meh, as opposed to <laughs> awful. Yeah, and that game, I, I almost clawed my eyes out watching the highlights of it. We'll come on to it, though. Hey, try watching it live like I was doing. It was <laughs> no, no so fun. Let's start the show. Yeah, let's do that. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Grammy. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League. It's still by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, Fresh off his uh, disciplinary hearing from the uh, Southern Baltimore Youth Association. <laughs> Youth Soccer League. One, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Good, sir. Uh, free and clear of all charges. <laughs> very good. Very good. They went back. They looked at everything. It's uh, It wasn't a justifiable send-off. Like oh, in the case they of said they were, pop. you know, they supported me and happy for my volunteering. And uh, in six years, they've never had a complaint. And they're very happy with me. Did you did the, tell the truth? You shut off, like, the veneers, right? You did, like, Jurgen and... Start getting all charming afterwards, even though you were screaming in a reference. I mean, I was charming. I'm always charming. <laughs> that's why I won best host over you a couple two years in a row. Well, I mean, that's really not a hard thing to win. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. When you're such a cunt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then how'd you do the next year? Better than you still. But not very good at all, because you sure as hell didn't fucking win it now, did you? We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Well, if Smokey's already done, you can jump in on this live stream or email dufootballshow at gmail.com or get in touch on any of the social medias at DU Football Show. Also, make sure you join the Drunkard United FC uh, closed group on Facebook. That's where 99.999% of the bants happen, um, where we actually can interact uh, with them. Uh, here, uh, we get a lot of comments in a live stream, and we talk during the show, and that's great and all, but uh, the, the real bants, the fun bants uh, that don't get us banned on YouTube happen mm-hmm. in the closed Facebook group. Saturday. So make sure you take care of that uh, satire. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, you might need to start to read some of the documents that I've read. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe you got a billion dollar lawsuit coming your way. I don't know. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking? So we have something actually quite delightful. It is one of the rare releases from Balvini. Uh, this is their 16-year-old French oak finished in pinu casks. Uh, a vibrant single malt finished in a cask that previously held wine from the French uh, Charente uh, vineyards. Years of maturation in American oak brings an abundance of vanilla spice and warm honey notes, but then finishing in these pinu casks creates notes of energizing grapefruit, geranium glazed fruit and ginger 
And I would tend to agree with all of that. Yeah, it's lovely. I it is delicious. Unfortunately, Mel, you cannot have more of that. Uh, Pinot de Charente is a fortified wine made from fresh, unfermented grape juice to which a cognac eau de vie is added and then matured in French oak casks. Uh, produced from the sun-kissed grapes of rolling green vineyards, this rich, fruity wine is steeped in tradition and seldom found outside the region. Eager to see what rare flavors this fortified French wine could bring to the Balvini master, uh, malt master David Stewart, MBE, thank you very much, mm-hmm. uh, brought casks that had once held Pinot de Charente uh, to the Balvini distillery. Using the casks in the finished uh, in the finishing process, he was able to craft this unique and rare expression, maturing for 16 years in uh, traditional American oak whiskey barrels to develop distinct notes of warm honey and vanilla before finishing uh, a finishing period in Pinot de Charente. French oak casks brings velvety sweetness with notes of energizing grapefruit, geranium, glazed fruit, and ginger. Right, you read that again. because Well, was it was so that was on the front, mm. but that was more in detail on the back and then finished with the exact same fucking paragraph. Ah, <laughs> very nice. Fucking delicious. It's excellent. Mm. Uh, this ran me, what I tell you it was, like 130 mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, yeah. uh, retail. Um, it is uh, delicious. And our boys at Crab Cakes and Whiskey uh, all help pay for it. Mm-hmm. And we we'll be used it I'll as be, the bottle for the meeting this weekend. I'll be drinking it this weekend mm. for the meeting. Explains why I can't have more. Uh, Pierre Ferrand makes a uh, Pinot de Charentes. They they do that. It's uh, basically it's a cognac version of port. Yeah, it's not a it's not a snappy ginger either. <clears throat> you get very little bit of that bite, but you could definitely tell it's ginger. It's mostly fruit. And the big thing I get from it is apricot, mm-hmm. like a baked apricot. Is that? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just enjoying the fucking whiskey. It's really fucking it's good. It's fucking delicious, that. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Please yeah, remember to drink responsibly. That's a fucking home run right there. My God, that is a delightful, they usually delightful are. fucking whiskey. They usually are, Balvini. Let's have a great show, everybody. Let's do... Oh, I love that sound. Such a gorgeous sound. Glen Claren tap there. We do like the Glen Claren tap. Better than a ball tap. Much better. Uh, yeah, or a ball or a ball tapping email. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> Not sent to me. With their backs against the wall, the Reds needed a result, and they got it. Now City find themselves four points back of Arsenal, who got a win with technical difficulties. <laughs> Liverpool won, Man City nil, Arsenal won, Leeds nil. Um... Liverpool threw everything, literally everything they could at City, and they finally got a breakthrough, and they finally got a good result this season. Yes. Um, excellent game. And it was, both goalkeepers were on it. <clears throat> both teams were on it, really. Um, there was a couple of mistakes here and there. Obviously, City had the goal disallowed uh, for an Erling Holland foul, um, which was legit, in my opinion. He definitely yep, dragged right. Fabinho back. Um a lot of people in the groups that I text in during games and stuff were talking about the 50-50 with Allison and thinking that was the foul. I was like, there's no way. Right. No. That that was the issue. No, it, um, it was the Fabinho about, you know, what was eight seconds prior, uh, about 20 yards further up the pitch. Yeah, great. Um, but <clears throat> it was just, a, it was an excellent game. Now, what I took from it, though, is Darwin Nunez is a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 
He has the footballing IQ of a doorknob, <laughs> this guy. Heard. Uh, twice he could have laid on goals. Once for, um, I, I always mix them up. It's the, the right-sided midfielder that had the terrible injury last season and couldn't play all but plays a lot like Harvey Elliott from Leicester. Oh, no, Harvey Elliott's the one you're talking about. Is the kid who started for Liverpool. Oh, I'm talking about Harvey Barnes is who I was thinking right. about for Leicester. Yeah, I always yeah. mix them up. Anyway, Harvey Elliott yeah. is the this guy. Yeah. yeah. So he could have laid one on for Harvey Elliott, didn't. Mo Salah could have laid one on for Harvey Elliott, didn't. But mm-hmm. then Mo Salah scored after he rolled expertly rolled Diaz mm-hmm. uh, or Cancelo, whoever, Cancelo in the, in the middle of the, the field. Yeah. was fucking excellent. Um, and the finish was brilliant. Uh, but he should have he should have played in uh, Harvey Elliott. Um, about three minutes or so prior to that, mm-hmm. and Harvey Elliott had a tap in at uh, best. Out, outside of outside of Bernardo Silva, who did the bit that we like to talk about with him, he does this every once in a while where you look at the screen and you never not see Bernardo Silva in your television yeah, screen, right? Because he's just everywhere, everywhere. Outside of him, it felt like City never even got out of second gear. Well, that's they it. Just never really kind of. They, they controlled and they were handling the ball, but they never seemed to really kind of be ruthless. Yeah. And they, the City, I mean, the last bit of my notes here just said City carved a frustrated figure. And they did. I mean, they, they look at times they were almost petulant the way they were going into tackles and little, you know, kind of, you know, niggling fouls and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it just, they looked a, a bit off it, if you yeah. ask me. Um, they really did. It, it looked like it looked like uh, Liverpool needed that game, and they played with desperation, which they needed to do. And even when they weren't necessarily clinically good, they played with a lot more heart than City yeah, did. But City almost looked like they were owed it. They looked arrogant. Yeah, like, if that makes sense. Game. Yeah, and they got outworked. They got outclassed uh, at, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could have been two or three. You know, I think probably a fair scoreline would have been three to one Liverpool. Yeah, they I, had I the chances disagree. for it. Yeah, they do had the dis- chances. Do for not it. disagree. Um, you know, uh, Salah. There's been a lot of crit- criticism to him so far this season. We've been too to criticize him a lot. He deserves all the credit in the world. He hustled his ass off. Well, and you look at the midweek as well. Fastest yeah. hat trick in Champions League history. He, six and six and a half minutes or whatever yeah, it was. He was not going to not let this be a no. win. He was. They were Liverpool was going to win, and he was going to score the game winner, and you knew it. You could tense, you could sense it about him. Oh yeah, and I, I know pitch. that it annoys you, but Anfield, I, I I love old famous football grounds. Yeah, of course. Um, that's part of the reason we chose Portsmouth to go see while we were there. We, go to, we want to go to Fratton Park. Absolutely, uh, it's an old famous ground, and um, they have plans obviously to build a new stadium, as do you. And both of the Merseyside stadiums are ones that I would like to see a game at before mm-hmm. they go bye-bye. Yeah. Um, Anfield was fucking electric. Mm-hmm. The, that atmosphere was... It didn't bring me to tears like the Brentford atmosphere did the mm-hmm. first time they came back up, first game of last season. But it was close. Yeah. It, it was, was electric in that building. Yep. It was it was awesome. The fans have had no reason to be behind their team this season. They were 100 percent behind them that day. It was awesome. Yeah, they really needed them to be. Um, They cheered everything. They even jeered Pep when he tried to rile the crowd up, making fun of Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, exactly. Which was awesome. Now, the other thing I want to know is when when are we going to put on 
the I'm sorry I put my hand over my mouth there for the visual audience. The uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter style mask over Klopp's face so he doesn't eat linesmen as they're running I, down the sideline. Jesus Christ. I, it's, I, I didn't. What was that? I didn't notice it in real time. I just, you know, because I was kind of bouncing well, around. Well, because and, the television cameras right. are on the ball, which is right. what you should be focused on. And you go back and you see he is right in that guy's face. It looks like he honestly wants to bite his nose off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. As he's running past him. Oh, like it's ridiculous. The other thing that uh, uh, another pundit brought up that I listened to this this morning, um, uh, riding around for work uh, on the radio, said that City was in possession when the referee blew the whistle to come over and send Klopp off. Yeah. And they were teetering about 25, 30 yards out from goal. Mm-hmm. If I was City, I'd be a little incest, incensed at that. Yeah, you, you can send the coach off whenever the fuck you want. Yeah, you Why are you next, stopping our attack the, to do so? The next dead ball, you could turn around and go send him off. Why are you doing that in yeah. the middle of our attack? Mm, it, it was now granted you don't know what's going to happen. Ellis Allison was excellent on the day. You know, <laughs> could have maybe saved it as well if it if it even resulted into a shot. Yeah, uh, or what have you. But the point is, is we've got the ball. It's in play. You're worried about something that's happening off the field. Why are we stopping a fucking game right now? Look, I'm just amazed he got sent off because normally he does not. Normally he gets away with that all the time, and it's considered uh, he. It's just him. He's he's an energetic coach. Did and, you watch yeah. his press conference afterwards? No, I didn't. Damn I didn't, it, I didn't, I didn't wanna, either. I did not want to listen to his excuses. I well, just, they had on on uh, NBC Sports. They had a clip, and the the title of the clip was Jurgen or or Klopp. Colon, the reason I was sent off, <laughs> and I didn't have a chance to listen to it today. I really wanted to, uh, but um, there's, you there's should definitely probably check that out because I'm sure it's you know, it's Halloween. Is an Evertonian. Some things is an Evertonian. Just now, no, it's it's Halloween. No, I don't want to subject myself to. It that. could have been. Not. What was the the headless horseman's name? Icarus, right? <laughs> Mel, yes. he ain't gonna know. Ichabod Crane. Ichabod. Mm. Could have been Ichabod Icar- Crane this time. Oh, wait, no, Icarus Ichabod f- Crane was the was the guy. Headless Horseman was just Headless Horseman. Icarus is the one oh. who flew too close to the sun, yeah. Sam. Well, it could have been any of them. Cuts. Right. That's I a- don't know anything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It you could have been any of them. You are. You're that right there. That right there. <laughs> D-back bear. That's what you are. D-back bear. I, I really wanted to hear the excuse, but I got busy at work. All right, so let's go ahead and get into... Uh, I'm trying to find it if you want me to play it. I host of had, uh, I know we could, could probably get sued for that, could we? Yeah, just it's not the end of the world. And besides, like I said, Mel, as I've already said, I didn't want to see it. So what makes you think <laughs> I want to hear it live on my fucking show? It, I have well, oh, your fucking show. <laughs> it's our fucking show. Shut the fuck Two up. Two thirds of us want to hear it, Sam. <laughs> it's fine. Don't play it. We can get sued. That's the reason. I don't care about your fucking feelings. Email the league if you have a problem, okay? Now now I'm going to try to do the bit that I was setting you up for, you fucking oh, asshole. Sorry. Let's go ahead and talk about Arsenal leads. Oh, good. VAR just kicked in. We're ready. There we go. Now we can start the game after 30 minutes. <laughs> Mel was looking very confused. I was panicking. I'm like, what cue did I miss? What button didn't I press? I'm looking at the board. You had me all like, where did I fuck up? And I had nothing to do with any of it. No, no. No, because we I'm talked about bite this earlier your ear today. off and clop you. Oh, fine, please. Just, dear um, sweet Jesus. Yeah. So, 
put the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> uh, yeah, so weird start, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we played, what, a minute and 15 seconds or something? And then, and the, then the uh can't work, and, and yeah. VAR can't Communication of Stotley Park was out. The, and, hey, you up? What, what you up to? <laughs> yeah, what you wearing? Sup? <laughs> you have underwear on? <laughs> Let's talk about them draws. No, Your legs look really good while you're running around out there. Can't talk to the... Uh, uh, to couldn't the talk to VAR. Yeah. Goal line technology wasn't working. Oh, my God. Everything was fucking broken. It was all done. So when they came back out 37 minutes later... Okay, have we uh, ruled out that it was not... Uh, Lead supporters like fucking cutting all the wires on the truck and shit. <laughs> yeah, we have not. No, I do not blame it on Ellen Road. I do blame it on Ellen Road being ancient, but uh, that's fine. It was um no, it was a weird start to the game. Obviously, first half I thought when it finally did get really going that it was actually fairly even. Um, Arsenal had some chances. Meslier did well. Leeds had some chances. Ramsdale did well. I thought that was all fine and dandy. The second half though. Oh, I'm sorry. I should be remiss if I didn't say great goal from Bakuyo Saka. Uh, surprised even me. I mean, it was phenomenal. I didn't think he was going to get to the ball, let alone with his off foot put in the roof of the net. That was a fantastic goal by yeah, him. Great goal. Um, perfectly weighted ball, uh, which I thought might have been over over hit, but ended up being just fine from Odegaard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second half happens, and it is probably about 73% leads. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in that second half, they had chance after chance. Uh, Ramsdale was good. Uh, the defense was good. Repelled a lot of stuff. Blocked a lot of stuff. So didn't even get to Ramsdale. Got chippy too. Got, Got very quite chippy. chippy. The uh, penalty was given away by Saliba. I don't think he meant to do it, but he definitely gained an advantage from it hitting his arm. It's a yeah. penalty. That's yeah. The motion of the works. arm in the box. He, but he was he was he was turning. It, yeah. it just it's unfortunate shit happens sometimes yeah, that's how it goes but Patrick Bamford's played what six times in the last year and a half mm-hmm. so not really up to speed uh can't hit from 12 yards can't even hit the target from 12 yards let alone yep. have Ramsdale save put it, it, put it put it well wide and then what the fuck happened at the end so I understand what happened and Leeds fans Lars Gex may be incensed about this but to the letter of the law the right decision was reached. VAR actually worked for a change. Patrick Bamford, in an innocuous situation, Ramsdale had the ball about 12 yards away from him, dribbling away from him to clear the ball. Gabrielle, protecting his goalkeeper, saw Bamford jogging in, kind of just gets in his way, stands his ground. Bamford, those last two steps, seeing Gabrielle step in front of him, sped up, hit him in the back, just barged into the back of him. Gabrielle goes down. Was it soft? Probably. On the ground, Gabrielle annoyed, as he's rolling, kicks out at Bamford. Mm-hmm. Initially, referee gives a red card, blows for a penalty for a foul inside the penalty area. Then VAR gets called. And I believe they got it right. It was a foul on Bamford, therefore the play is over. Right. The The red card and the kickback does not happen if... If Bamford, Bamford does doesn't do what he did. Him. Correct. It's that simple. So. Was that simple. The lash out, he ended up being downgraded to a yellow card for. Now that also still insinuates that there was a foul in the box. Right. But because of the initial foul that Bamford had, the whistle would have been blown then and there. Right. So there is no penalty because of that. 
Right, because the foul was. Because the foul happened first. It was the same issue that happened to Virgil Van Dyke. The foul happened on Pickford when he clattered into Van Dyke was after the referee had already flagged for offside. So that foul doesn't exist. There's no penalty. Lars, Gekko, whenever you want to come over to my side, I've got all the documents. We'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll, we'll sue uh, we'll sue Graham for a billion. We'll get it. All right. By that thing, you should have had a penalty called against Jordan Pickford that day then. <laughs> yeah. Right? Fair enough. Okay. Exactly. So the documents are rest with me. <laughs> so that, so th- insane, right? All that happens. And then there's six minutes of added time. And I got up about maybe a half hour before this game. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out with the baby on the bed. Uh, you know, Carly's bouncing around the, the bedroom. And we're just chilling. And then I, I run downstairs, forgot to take my blood pressure medicine. Ah, good boy. Before this match. Should have taken my blood pressure medicine before this game. Learn, it was quite nervy. Learning it, life in the 30s there, huh, Stop. It felt like we escaped with it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a draw probably would have been a fair, quote-unquote, result. But we escaped with a win. I'll take it. Top of the league. And Liverpool did us a fucking solid later on that afternoon. Yeah, now four-point lead. Four-point lead. I'm not quite to the point where I believe yet. I think we need a seven or a ten point lead before we do. Mm-hmm. I don't think City's going to drop that many points. Nope. I also think we're going to end up losing uh, our four point lead to two games against Manchester City, mm-hmm. and we'll end up losing the league by two points because we're going to win every other game available to us. Okay, fair enough. That's not true either. But fuck that do you see off. what I'm saying? We're not yeah. coming in first. Is my point right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not buying into it just yet. I'm buying <laughs> into the process. I'm buying into we're better than we were. I'm buying into all that stuff. I'm just, I don't think this is the year just yet. It was uh, great seeing all the pictures of um, uh, um, Simon and the rest of the yes. term, City Gooners up there. And uh, I, I, uh, our, our boy Miguel and his uh, girl Jocelyn were there the day before. Yep. So Jocelyn's Everton and Miguel is uh, his Arsenal. His Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but he wore blue on Saturday and she wore red on Sunday. Yeah, it's and lucky it was, too that our clubs <clears throat> have no particular animosity. Right. It was uh, fun, fun that hanging helps. out with fun hanging out with everybody on Saturday. But uh, I was wondering for uh, I'll, I'll, I'll anxiously await to hear from Simon how that all went down when the rest of the broadcast just kept going. It was like no one even mentioned your match at all. It was just like it was had a 30-minute delay, and then no one really talked about it. And it was like, okay, well, now it's City and, uh, Ars- I mean, it's City and uh, Liverpool. Woohoo! Like, just very, very interesting. So I wonder how it was there live. Like, was there at least, like, one screen that was showing the match? And I wonder if it was the one that was, like, in the courtyard away from the fucking stage right, yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep the Arsenal fans quiet. So it was very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Graham. But all in all, good game, and uh, we're still top of the league. Yeah, and VAR helping you win the title. It's going to be great. Pour two glasses of whiskey there. There we go. Ah, the race for Europe is starting to take shape, and it's got a lot of new faces. Newcastle nil, Manchester United nil, Chelsea two, Villa nil, Brentford two, Brighton nil. And all those teams but Villa... Right in the fucking hunt, fourth through eighth place right now. <clears throat> oh, we're in the hunt. We're just in the hunt for relegation zone. <laughs> hunt for a new yeah. manager soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, pardon me. Um, Magpies go toe to toe with Man U, man. I mean, it wasn't a pretty game, but they went toe to toe with a pretty a- game for seventy six minutes. This game was entirely pointless. <laughs> Don't disagree. 
It was it was bad. Joe Linton put two headers off the bar, uh, off the one off the bar, one off the post, respectfully, uh, and then Anthony forced uh, Nick Pope into the save, and then the first half seemed to peter out. Yep. After it petered in, mm-hmm. it was bad. The game somewhat came to life for a bit. Uh, there was a couple of weird bits of controversy. Ultimately, uh, the game never made it out of second gear, just in general. Manchester United had a great chance on the 87th minute, and then again in stoppage time. No, the but one the, Fred, he should have had that. The 87th minute one fell to Fred, which <coughs> is not who you wanted yeah. to yeah. fall to. The stoppage time was Rashford and on a free header. header. That's right. And yeah. it was actually harder, in my opinion, to do what he did than actually score the goal. And I'm sure Ronaldo, who got subbed out, is sitting there just going, I'm, 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 I'd have put that in. I'm yeah. kind of known for heading the ball well. <laughs> like, think I might have scored that one. You know, just saying. But yeah, for, I just I, I didn't watch this game live, and I'm glad I didn't watch this game live. Uh, it I, was fucking abysmal from the highlight package. It was the game on goal zone, so I had goal zone running, and it was that was the match running, and then they would cut in with goals from the other uh, matches, and it was it was fucking abysmal. Well, it so was horrible. Most of the extended highlight packages are, if it's a good game, be about 15 minutes. Yeah. If it's a bad game, be about eight, and a minute and a half of that eight is explaining the team sheets. Yes, exactly. Most of this week's highlight packages were right around 10 to 11 and a half minutes. Oh, it was a bad week. It was no, not a good week gonna, of football. There, there's a reason why all of Saturday is an oh, so that happened. <laughs> yeah, Because I exactly. was there in Philly, and it was a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, a fucking dog. Struggling to bring the funny today. But, if you um, really want the funny, sign up on Patreon so you can get sound check. That's <laughs> fucking hysterical. Um, uh, CR7 right, CR and Casemiro now finally in the starting lineup uh, again. Um, you can tell Ten Hag doesn't want to do it, but Ten Hag's going to have to do it. I think so as well. Casemiro looks older than he did at Madrid, and I don't know if it's the speed of the Premier League and him trying to catch up and figure it out, or if it's he actually is that old mm-hmm. now. Um, cause he is what 35, 36, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 33 something. And for somebody that puts their body about like he does, he could have a little extra mileage on the clock. Well, the other thing with Casemiro too, is he always, um, just got shoot away with the scotch. Cause I don't, I'm, like, I'm, gonna I'm keep going to keep going. Drink it yeah. all. If you do not take this scotch away from me, I'm going to drink the whole fucking bottle. <laughs> and I would, cause that's delicious. It's really fucking good. Casemiro, when he was with Real Madrid, tended to play on the outside of the midfield three a lot, you know? He did more of a box-to-box yeah. situation because they played that that kind of triangle midfield yeah. three, but he can slot in as a defensive midfielder and is very good in that position. Yeah. But, but he tended to do a lot of the box-to-box stuff, and then uh, Luka Modric was more the attacking mm-hmm. midfielder. But you're gonna, you could tell that he's... It's probably a little past this time, but also who's going to do it if Erickson's not healthy, which he's not currently... Who's going to fucking do it? And you can't ask Eric Erickson to do it every week in and out because a um, man's got a bad fucking ticker. Let's just get him some brains. Heard brains. <laughs> brains. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Chelsea Villa, Villa was the better fucking side. I, I, how can you argue with that sweet Tyrone Mings assist? <laughs> that was, <laughs> man. I mean, it's what not like a fucking he's known assist. for headers, you know, clearing the ball with his head. It's not like that's his thing or anything. Come on now. That Fuck. was, that was what a, a pass. Mason Mount couldn't pass. believe his luck. <laughs> Pitcher perfect pass to Mason Mount. Problem? Mount not on his team. <laughs> what a finish, though. Oh, it was excellent. God. He took it well. Um, 
you know. But but after that, couple of, one off the crossbar, two off the pipe. Um, Kepa the keeper, Thanks. keeper finally becoming Kepa the keeper, like again, yeah, 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 some brilliant I was, fucking. I mean, my- no, Ings was midair going, this fucking thing's a goal, <laughs> and he's my- diving backwards and just swipes his hand out of the wood. Whoop, whoop, nope, where the fuck that go? Like <laughs> gone, just gone. So my second sentence though on on my notes was Villa didn't let that deter them. They had a plethora mm-hmm. of chances. Oh yeah, I mean Villa didn't play particularly poorly in this game. Villa it was, played well. They were the better fucking side. They now, were. I understand, right? People mm-hmm. say, oh, well, you got to take the mistakes <laughs> into account when you're talking about the overall performance. I understand that. But if you take out that one rogue header, I mean, how many headers did Tyrone Mings have a game? 15? Yeah. 18? Yeah. And 17 of them go how, the right how, direction? How many more did he have the rest of that game? That's what I'm saying. Right. If, and, you, if you slow it down, like I make jokes, but you slow it down, that ball had a spin on it. Had it had movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was wind. <sighs> All right, Jurgen. Yeah. Careful. Producer clop over here. <laughs> <laughs> Clip pity clop. Clip pity clop. I hear the excuses coming. <laughs> um But my, my point is is that it, those little mistakes that lead directly lead yeah. to goals, you can't account for that in an in in, in a team talk. You Shit can't happens. account right. You can't account for that in a game plan. That's oh. just, you know, it's not like they Villa were outplayed. Villa held their own in this game. And Chelsea should have been playing with 10 men at the end of the first half. Oh, yeah. Don't disagree with you there. Okay, I, I don't... Holy now, moly. Now, I get it. Chilwell's heel, heel was on the ground, but the spikes full were... Studs. It was flat. Just the full studs. Straight up, yeah. he was right into the ankle. And it was like... From the ball. He had no chance of getting the ball. He had to know he wasn't getting the ball. I gotta I gotta assume it's because... I tend to agree with that. I'm, I'm assuming because the heel was on the ground is why it was not a red card. That's all I can assume it was. Because if the leg was lifted at all in, mm-hmm. a, in any other match, a foot like that lifted off the ground is a red card. And the only thing I could think that doesn't make it a red card is the fact that the heel was down. And personally, that was a fucking red card. <laughs> Although, red card. I, I can't blame the game on that because we've played with the other team having one man down before. And that hasn't given us an advantage. And we certainly oh. had enough chances that we should have completed. It's just Villa's able to... <sighs> Yeah, I, I we I'm gotta words. gotta say it. Um, yeah, go ahead, have some alert, Mel. Cheers up the villa. Um, I, I know they can get it up, but uh, can you finish the job, please? Uh, Maybe if they play to the Brazzer Stadium, Gerard. It's this is this has got to be it, right? Uh, it's getting one close. Or, one I or think. two more results, I think it's over for him. Right? It's getting close. That the performances are better than they were. That, that's earlier the, in the season, that's, that's the, the thing, thing that's buying him time at yeah. the moment. Yeah, teams playing well, the team's playing poorly. They're just not getting fucking results. Yeah, every rumor, everything is saying Gerard's done. There was like three fake reports out today saying he's been fired. Nope, that was a fake report. I have sources that said. Well, there's so three. The it. the other thing is there's there's um. What was I going to say? I don't know. There was three like people that I saw one was Fabrizio Romano uh, on Twitter who mm-hmm. is like Ornstein mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. They don't say shit that isn't real. Yeah. If, if, that if he's said saying that he's, it, it's probably he's, fucking happening. He's on thin ice, but mm-hmm. things are looking more positive now. I believe that was him 
that I read that from. More positive towards him firing or more positive towards him not firing? Not fired. Okay. Because of these last couple of performances, the team are playing mm-hmm. well. It's just getting that finishing touch, just getting them over the line to actually get those goals yeah. and do that. Um, and I, I apologize if it wasn't him, but I, I believe I saw that on Twitter from either him or, or Ornstein or somebody. Ornstein usually only comments on Arsenal, though. Yeah. But, um, but yes, yeah, so Steven Gerrard was on thin ice, still kind of is on thin ice, but I think he's he's the performances are buying him a little bit of time kind of game to game. But also with the amount of people that have been cut loose already this season, who the fuck are you finding? Well, that's just the thing, right? <laughs> Grand Potter? Oh, wait, no. Speaking of, are we on him yet? Yeah, we are. We're talking about Chelsea beating Villa. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot he's not bright manager <laughs> no, anymore. No, Chuchel's not there anymore. So he said he had a... Uh, don't do that. He said, <laughs> he said that he had uh, recently... People around him have said that he's had a glow up. Have you, oh, did you see yes. this? Yes, I did see this. Uh, he even had a haircut from what he said was a guy that cuts the lad's hair. So he had a haircut from like one of the essentially celebrity barbers. Right, right, right. right. And uh, all he had to say about it was, it's a nice haircut, but it cost me a lot more than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, I had a glow up. I don't even know what a glow up is, but people have told me I've had one. Uh, Second second goal from Mason Mount, the free kick was fucking brilliant. Oh, uh, spectacular. Two two from him now. That is huge for Chelsea. It's huge for him personally. I mean, Chelsea—he hadn't scored yet this season, yeah, I don't think. But but Chelsea's success really relies on on guys like him really getting it done. Yeah, absolutely. You know they're they're going to be important in the transition of this team because they're always going to be a buying club. They're always going to buy the bits and pieces yep. that they need. But you always need that Frank Lampard, John Terry, that kind of that that yes, the kind they, of spine, right? That, yeah, you know. And and while they came from other club, while those two did come from other clubs, they were young when they came to Chelsea, and they were yes. at Chelsea for such a long period of time. Like you need that Mason Mount type to kind of be the the steady Eddie in the middle of the pitch, the one that kind of helps them get it done. And yeah. they, they're gonna they're going to need that moving forward because there's going to be a lot of changes at that club every single season because it's how that club does business. Well, if you look at Grand Potter's time at Brighton, uh, another thing I heard today on the radio uh, that I, I didn't really even think about was he loves a versatile midfielder. Mm-hmm. And think of Pascal Gross. Think of, um, sadly, Mwepu, uh before he had to uh, hang mm-hmm. his boots up. He played on the wing a couple times, played in the middle a couple times. Same thing, you know, Lamptey converted from a right winger to a, a right wing back. Mm-hmm. Like He loves a versatile player. Right. Mason Mount, as long as Graham Potter's in charge, will be one of the first names on the team sheet, I think. He's going to move him around, put mm-hmm. him all over the place. Cause he can do and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's played a lot more under Graham Potter so far mm-hmm. than he did under any previous Chelsea manager, I think he's going to love life. Yeah, because he could play as a number ten. He could play as a left wing. He can play as a right wing. He can do all of those things. So if if Sterling's not hitting, or if Pulisic's not hitting, if yet Mason Mount's not hitting, mm-hmm. or whatever, all these players can interchange. They mm-hmm. have a, that's where their depth is is in those kind of front six, right? That you, if can, you will, you can change the formation uh-huh. with only adding one player and completely moving people around and putting a mount against the oh the left backs having a really hard time put Mount against him, have him go at him, have Loftus-Cheek go up the middle. Like, you can always tinker with that, exactly. which, is the, which is the big play there. 100%. Uh, it, unfortunate for Reese James. 
Yes, very. Picking up that injury. Looks like he's going to be about eight weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Possibly missing the World Cup. There's going to be not great one news for England. Another one we're going to talk about later on for uh, Brazil that yep. uh, just lost a, a, a key player as well. Mm-hmm. On to uh, Brentford and Brighton. Uh, first, I want to say bumped into Paul at uh, FanFest on Saturday. That's awesome. Uh, he brought his, um, you know, best of wishes, best wishes to uh, Mbwepu sign that he got up right behind Rebecca Lowe when she was walking through the crowd right in front of us. Awesome. Which was nice. And he had his blue and white wig and everything. It was great. So, um, <clears throat> big shout out to that whole thing. I sent you guys a message. I saw no less than at least six jerseys of every single Premier League club. That's awesome. There was at least six Brent, uh, uh, you know, at least six Brentford supporters, at least six Forest supporters, at least six uh, uh, Boardmouth supporters. There were a ton, everything there, and a fuck ton of championship jerseys, too. I gave you the whole list. I mean, it was like half the fucking championship was there. That's good. I saw three Cardiff jerseys. Why did I see three Cardiff jerseys? Because <laughs> like, of Neil Warnock. <coughs> yes. That's why. Definitely. Um, it has to be because of Neil Warnock. <laughs> um, so, sorry. I, I made such a good point. It left you speechless, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ivan Tony with the brace. Uh, Brentford now find themselves right in the hunt for those European spots. They're right there in eighth place. But here's the funny thing. Other than the goal, other than the scoreline, this game in the numbers was Dominated by Brighton. Possession, shots on goal, overall shots. I mean, this was well, all Brighton, but exactly. Brentford figured out the way to get the W. So th- this is one of the uh, the other shows we like to listen to a lot. Uh, Jules Breach was mm-hmm. on, massive Brighton supporter. She oh, yeah. was hosting that show uh, today. And as I was driving, listening to it, uh, she said, I know it may kind of sound a little like me from a year ago, but we played really, really well. But couldn't score. Yeah. Now, that wasn't necessarily on the Brighton players. They had chances, and they had chances on target. Mm -hmm. What's his name? David Raya. Uh, Had a fucking blinder. Played a blinder. Made three or four fantastic saves. And then another three or four decent saves. Yeah. You know, that saves he should be making that he did make. And then three or four that were fantastic saves. That were great, great, great saves. This game probably should have been 2-2. It really should have been. Yeah, Brighton played well. That's, enough to I'd, I'd probably a point. give you that. That's probably fair. I they played well enough to deserve a point, but you know, and but also, Ivan Tony's doing it all. But and and again, why should you have Ivan Tony on the uh, on the England national squad? Because nobody takes a fucking penalty kick better than him. No, twenty for twenty. T- tell me someone right now who could take a penalty kick better than him. Jorginho. Jorginho has Psych. been saved. <laughs> I'm joking. Like, uh, no, he's excellent. Twenty for twenty in his career. Um, yeah. never taken one at international level, obviously. Um, Kane's missed a few. Mm-hmm. But few people have missed a few. You have, really, my opinion, you take him because of that. I like his hold up play. I think it's excellent. Uh, and th- the improvised finish. I mean, just the the goal was fantastic. Ball came into him hot inside of the right boot behind <laughs> his left leg around the goalkeeper. I mean, one touch, fantastic finish. So uh, you can't you can't fucking beat that. He's got to be on that plane for me. What do you think? Calvert Lewin hasn't played enough football. No, has not. Look at look at the other English forwards. Callum Wilson can't trust him to stay fit. Uh, Ali Watkins is on a drought of all droughts right now. Right. Danny Ings can't trust him to stay fit. Also on a pretty decent drought. Ivan Tony would be would be my backup. Ivan Tony is excellent and should be there. I think he would be my. Then yeah, past that backup plan, I would think about a. 
a, a formation change mm. and maybe doing a Sterling as a false nine or a Saka as a false nine, yeah. like that sort of thing. But I would have Kane starting, Ivan Tony off the bench as an impact. Yep, that's what I would Slash, do too. we're about to go to penalties, bring him on for Maguire. Yeah, we need him Because on, yeah. now with the defensive issues, Harry Maguire looks set to start in the World Cup again. <sighs> Fucking incredible. <laughs> Fuck off. Fucking incredible. Now, Ben White has been talked about. Uh, as as being mentioned in England, and I think he's got a a right to expect that. He's played it right back most of the season. Started as a center back. Played all last season as a center back. Did diligent work in both positions. With Reese James gone, he can play in a three. He can play in a four. With Reese James potentially hurt. With um, Kieran Trippier a little older, but he'll probably start. But Ben White should be there, in my opinion. A perfectly good end to a segment that he had to shoehorn in a pro arsenal agenda. Fucked it all right off. Running out the rest of the league, you know, so that happened. Leicester nil, Palace nil, Fulham two, Bournemouth two, Wolverhampton one, Nottingham Forest nil, Tottenham two, Everton nil, Southampton one, West Ham one. Foxes get a point. Foxes get a shutout. Um... I was a little taken back by the commentary uh, of the desk when I was there in Philly about how Palace is there for the taking and you need to beat Palace and you're a better team than Palace. I'm like, right now, scoreboard would say otherwise. Otherwise, Palace should have played better and Palace should have taken advantage of that opportunity. Yes, especially with such an inept goalkeeper in. Um, I saw in the Premier League app as I was looking up the stats while I was beginning to write my notes for this game, as I do Mm -hmm. for every game. That I write notes for. Did it say Dougie gonna Doug? No, it said fucking Danny Ward, old Dougie, got uh, man of the match. He made one save. Mm. Palace had eight shots, only one on target. He made one save. It was a good save. Yeah. It was through legs. He saw it late. Okay, fine. But he watched seven balls. Yeah. Just steer watch. clear of his goal better than anyone else on the field. Right. And because Guaita, if you really want to talk about the man of the match, Guaita made six saves. Right. Actually made saves. They were fucking fantastic, too. He got it intercepted a few crosses as well. Had some punches. Guaita deserved man of the match for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they gave it to Danny Ward, and that's really my takeaway from this entire game because everything else was bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, the only thing worth mentioning about this match ultimately is that Palace now has a fairly easy run. It's like they just played Leicester. They played really, Wolves. this should have started this right. easy run. Uh, they got Wolves next. Then I think it's like they, they got Forest. And they got Bournemouth. So it's like for Palace, where we were talking about when's Palace going to kickstart and shoot up the table. These next five matches right before we go yeah. to uh, the World Cup break is really going to be. We're going to find out. If, it's going to be we're huge gonna find out if, if, if Palace is that team that wants to be in the top 10 or not. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. Cherries lose the lead twice, um, and they shouldn't have. And funny enough, Fulham get a penalty called on them, called for them, the way it was called against them mm-hmm. the week before. So this, I thought, was a pretty even game in everything except possession. Fulham had nearly 70% of the ball in this game. Mm-hmm. So you say Bournemouth gave up the lead twice. I don't think they should have had the lead to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was... That chance came at Solanke very quick in the uh, first minute and fifth second. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did very well to steer that past the goalkeeper, in my opinion. Replay that 100 times, he misses 98 of them. 
Yeah, it's like he's starting to get it together. Yeah. Goal and assist here, goal last week. I'm just saying the speed like, at which the chance yeah. came to him, right? Yeah. That one-two. Now, it was a one-two, so he was kind of expecting it to come back his direction. However, he hit it with some ferocity, yeah. that ball, yeah. that cross, uh, cutback rather. And he did well, I think, to get his foot to it and put it on target. And it ended up scoring, beat the, uh, beat um, Bert Leno. Yep. Uh, it was a good chance. But Fulham having so much of the ball, and they just did nothing with it. Out of there, I think it was 19 shots. They only had four on target. Bournemouth yeah. outshot them on target six to four. Yeah. So it's like you had the possession, and all season you've actually been scoring goals. You've actually been creating real, real chances. What happened here? that you couldn't put stuff on frame. I'd be a little concerned with how much of the ball they had and how little they actually did with it. Yeah, agreed. Very much Despite agreed. scoring two goals. I mean, that's the, right. They still scored two goals. So how can you really be mad? Yeah, I get, but, but it's like, God, uh, one was a penalty. But then for the Cherries, still ain't lost since you got rid of Parker. No, absolutely. Exactly. Like, it's, it's another point. Like, I mean, it just... If you're going to stay up, you're doing everything you need to be doing right now. Now, it doesn't mean that the season won't catch up to you and you'll start to fall behind. But you know what? Right now, in this moment, you are doing exactly what the fuck you need to well, do. Well, and Jefferson Lerma doing exactly what we expect from him. Yes. Got exactly. a goal. For once, it wasn't an own goal against Arsenal. <laughs> Still a very well-taken goal. But then, and he's got it in him. Mm-hmm. The idiotic Rugby tackle mm-hmm. in the box. Yep. Wasn't even looking at the ball or where it was coming from. Nope. And just tackled Mitro. Which, I guess, if you really want to give him something, throw him a bone. He tackled Mitro. That's an achievement. Yeah, Mitro, big fucker. Hard to take down. Although the Mitro, big Mitro was also kind of grabbing him by the, sh- by the arms and going, Here, fall on me! Fall on yeah. me! <laughs> uh, but... Mm. But yeah, and then Mitro, great pen uh, to to close out the scoring. Wolves finally get a win. Took a penalty. Like they, this again, was the just, other fucking game this weekend that I was like, why does this exist, dude? Saturday, just do I, a coin toss. This is one of those games on FIFA where I'd hit the simulation button. Saturday I don't even play started. It. Saturday started with Leicester Palace nil nil. Then you had. Fulham Bournemouth on one side, on one side of the screens, and this on the other side. And neither were particularly entertaining. And then the final match was Everton Tottenham. And that wasn't entertaining. Did everybody go for it? was a shit day of footy. Did everybody go for a pint? Uh, no, no, people just, everybody was standing there watching. And I'm like, I, I went and sat down for a little while and, and, and relaxed and chatted with a few people, but it was. Do you want to know what my notes say? <clears throat> Please. Literally three sentences. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this was a thing is this first sentence. It made me think of the Billy Madison speech was the second sentence. Uh-huh. The third sentence I just quoted the Billy Madison speech. I said, I am dumber for having watched this game. <laughs> well, it's um, it was simple- fucking dreadful. Uh, Wolves made a penalty, went up one nothing. Then fucking Forrest can't score their penalty. And then they <laughs> fucking can't, grim. Like, Forrest <laughs> is getting in that match. Forrest got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. It just. And as I'm watching it, like you'd hear people do the, oh, 
I'm just oh. like, no, you like you, you the missed thing. Like, I'm, I'm as the shots coming, I'm like, ah, they're gonna fuck. Me. <laughs> like, I'm already yeah. ready for. We've them already to fuck read it this book. Yeah, what? Like, I don't know what hell I'm excited for. We all know how this is gonna go right now. They can't finish. Exactly. Unless it goes off a Woni's knee, then that's it. It's the only way it's going in. Otherwise, you know. Now, and, and and I will say the following because it was kind of cool that both the Mitro penalty and the uh, Wolves penalty were basically at the same time. Right. Right. And I did just go when we're sitting there. I'm like, Mitro scores his, and I turn over and I go, Ah, oh, Dino's gonna save this one. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Almost did. He so, almost fucking did. This, th- we've already given the game way too much attention. Yes, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, but what we need to give attention to is the <coughs> the Fulhamish way in which Nottingham Forest deleted their pre-match uh, tweet. Oh, yes, I saw that and one. And the pettiness with which Wolves responded post-match. It was pretty brilliant. To the... Tweet. So the first one uh, that Nottingham Forest did was I saw it. I loved this. Was was it uh, Brennan Johnson? Was it Brennan Johnson? Right. Yeah. yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. With, playing with little wolves. Playing pups. with baby wolf pups. It was obviously photoshopped. Just yeah. so cute little wolves. <laughs> yeah, just playing there, and it says it's playtime. Yeah, it's playtime. <laughs> Dems fighting words. Uh huh. Then they went. Oh fuck. Well, Probably shouldn't do that. The whole league is built on narrative, and we just <laughs> added narrative to our game. Yes, yes. Delete tweet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, someone in the Wolves dressing room, I think it was Ruben Neves, screenshotted it and used it as motivation, Mikel Arteta style, <laughs> in the dressing room. The Wolves social media team catches a glimpse of it. After the game, they Photoshop a tree stump stump <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, a stump with an axe in it that said playtime is over Ooh. it was fucking great <laughs> this is two bald men fighting over a comb both of you suck dick you're terrible football teams but the meme Fuck game off. is strong it's ridiculous why are you getting involved um <laughs> Just play the game. As Just, uh, and you didn't even play the game. It was pitiful. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm more mad about this than I am about my kids on Saturday. Heard. Very good. <laughs> you want the rest of that story? Patreon.com backslash do you football show. Right, it's on I'm sound go check. I'm going to start pouring my shot on the Lord here. <laughs> I um, just couldn't believe it. It's like, don't y'all have anything better? To- I understand I wrote, everybody has a job. Yeah, I, I wrote, I wrote come on. four words for uh, Tottenham and Everton. And I think that these four words say it perfectly, Mr. Graham. Okay. Most English match ever. Kind of nothing in the first half. Couple of chances for the away side. Nothing really happening. Second half, misfortunate penalty. Kind of timely. Could have not been called. Could have been called. Didn't really matter. It was a penalty anyways. The, the, uh, The hero that always scores for Spurs scores. Everton pushes later. They get beat on the counter, lose two to nothing. You all had a I mean, ton of chances. It's the most English game I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. I was like, well, when people want to talk about the English Premier League, there it is. Right? That's, well, right, yeah, from from 1987 through is, 1995. It's in all its glory. If you, well, and there's the thing, right? Because the two best chances that your team had was uh, Onana, what's mm-hmm. my name? Yep. And um, Damari Gray. And somehow that perfect carpet of a Spurs pitch Made the ball bobble. 
Yep. Like it was a potato patch, and they got underneath of it and blazed into Rosette. Uh, they uh, didn't get a shot on target till the end of the match. Uh-huh. Um, and, but y'all uh, were pushing. Uh, Will y'all said, were pushing. Uh, while, we were, while we were all there watching the game, there was definitely multiple people around me that I could hear. Going, oh, na na na. What's my name? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so that yes, it's, it's catching on. It's, it's catching on. It's, it's catching, catching on. on. That's it what was. It was definitely you. You know, the person none of them ever met that 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 got them into it. I'm sure that's hey, the maybe case. they have Samsung music. Oh, oh, there we go. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, and and in traditional fashion, um, you did not hear the Spurs fans at all at FanFest until they finally scored. And then suddenly it's when the Spurs go marching in like crazy. Uh, yeah, I do because not. Because they're potatoes. I cannot say anything on how Sunday was. I was not there. I was not there. So I'm not even going to attempt. And I guarantee you, your fucking lunatic fans were fucking proper and fucking insane. Ian but, Wright was there. Of course they were. Simon and mm-hmm. Mike both met him. I saw and I commented on uh, Simon's. I was like, fucking FaceTime and go find him again. It's still halftime. Help, help, help. There was a bunch of people. He did uh, not. Carlton Cole Carlton Cole was there on uh, on uh, Sunday for, for uh, Iron Supporters. And uh, he has one of the lamest songs. But uh, Graham. You've got the power to know. Graham, uh, Graham Stewart. What you need is Carlton Cole. Yeah. Uh, Graham Stewart was there for uh, for for Everton. Now the key here's Graham here's, Stewart's a good one. Here's here's the big one though. Ultimately, um, I can say this definitively on Saturday. The Toffees were the fucking loudest motherfuckers in the building. Yeah, good. Singing, really singing loud. I, I fucking loved it. I was singing right along with them doing Grand Old Team and uh, Spirit of the Blues and doing chants. And uh, that's all awesome. we were. We were right proper fucking loud. I was very, very, very proud of my uh, my fellow Evertonians to be out there uh, hanging out with them all. Would have liked to seen a win. Not the end of the world again. Like I told you, these last two weeks aren't really the ones I care about. What I care about now is how do we show up? At St. James Park on on Wednesday, that's a big one. You know, yep. how do we show up Could against be. Palace over the weekend? That's the shit that's important. That's that's what's important. Could you be. Know? Oh, I still haven't figured out why I'm not playing midweek. Uh, it's because it was your city game. You were supposed to play city, and you have your makeup game for uh, Europa. Oh, uh, that's right because of the Queen's death. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, all right, good. There we go. Yeah, Problem um, solved. Up the Tofefes. <laughs> I know somebody that would be saying that. And uh, a little bittersweet, unfortunately, worth mentioning, where Charleston goes off in the first half with an injury, has already been ruled out for the World Cup. And they had said... Oh, has he? I haven't heard that update. And, and it was also being during the match there, they were even saying that Brazil had already said the number nine was going to be Richarlison. Yeah. Apparently, some for some reason, one ruled out goal in the league and one Champions League goal is better than Gabriel Jesus's. But that's fine. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I'm not here just, you know, harping on my guy and not the Spurs guy. I'm just looking at the facts. Uh, so I'm would, saying the documents, Sam, the documents. I would say the guy that was directly involved in them getting an Olympic gold, directly involved in them raising uh, multiple gold cups. Was like, Neymar. No. Was fucking I'm joking. Was fucking Richarlison. <laughs> like I don't I want to go be here being a Spurs apologist, but but he dove so well they won a gold medal. Yeah, un- unfortunately, it's very unfortunate because uh, 
Richie's one of those types who plays no matter what and yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every In all sum- seriousness, yes. Every single summer goes home and plays when a lot of those other big-time starlets in fucking um, Brazil, they're too good to do that shit. And he would go back and play every fucking friendly and every shitty match. And that's that's why, honestly, he would be been put up top is because he's the one who fucking puts in the time and does it. And all things being equal between all those guys, because frankly, they're all kind of interchangeable. You know, they're all decent, decent enough players. None of them are superstars. They're all good. They're all really good. But none of them are fucking Erling Holland, right? Well, but the superstars are cunts. Neymar's a cunt. <clears throat> right. We can all agree Neymar's a fucking cunt. Oh, God, yeah. Like, so, it, so you got somebody that works hard at Gabriel Jesus that is used improperly more often than not. Yeah. Right? You have Richarlison, who is versatile, doesn't get enough goals. In yeah. general, doesn't get enough goals. Yeah. There's flaws in those people that do work hard. Right. Right? It, it just, it is, it, it's it's sad, and yeah. I, I do feel bad for him. In all honesty, you know, obviously, yeah. i got to try to find the funny, and he's a Spurs player. Yeah, got to so, fuck with him on that. But I, you never want to see somebody get injured. <clears throat> I never want somebody to look at me and go, we had to play seven youth players. That's why you won this game. Yeah. I want to beat you. This is the competition. Which, That's the point. Which during COVID, that got said a few well, times. 100%. Which is why I, like, I'd, I'd never want to see a player get injured, honestly. Uh, all jokes aside, all, all biases aside, it's a very sad time for him. He is a good player. I do think he's a good player. All right. So the big question, Mel, did Smokey stay with us all the way to the bitter end? Or has anyone else talked his, to us at all? For his match. Oh, yeah. You've got uh, Smokey earlier said uh, no clock for the West Ham match, plus up to eight players out for Liverpool. Chance for West Ham. Uh, it's not not an impossibility. You know? you gotta, West Ham's got to get out their own way, oh. which we'll talk about in a minute. Right, exactly. Uh, Christian, we are quarter of the season done, still plenty of time, and they still say in the prem, but she's Palace just can't get it done. Yeah, they have been having a hard time. It's like I said, I think we're going to learn about a lot about Palace in the next five games. Yeah, a they, lot for for a team like it's Palace, but it's everybody around right them around the them exactly. Everybody you got to beat the, the teams around you. And Arsenal have done that. Yeah. Yes. Palace have not. Yep. And yes, Smokey just let us know he is here waiting and watching. Um, Saints have less possession, but they have double the amount of shots on target. <laughs> like, yeah. is that the most Moisey thing Moise could ever fucking do? <laughs> Dominate possession. David Moiseola. And the other team. Jesus Christ. you up in shots. On, it was like eight to four in shots on target. I think he probably had a meeting with the Dildo <laughs> brothers prior to this game. And that yeah. just, you know, derailed his whole game plan. The, I don't know. West Ham's a weird one this season. Because they sometimes come out super defensive and counterattacking. Mm-hmm. They sometimes come out on the front foot. Neither way actually gets them goals on a regular basis. Right. There's just a, a strange group of players. I don't know if Moyes knows how to work all the season. pieces. I don't, I don't know if Moyes knows how to work it. all the pieces he has. I'm just not sure if he knows. I think Moyes has been so used to what it was he had like at Everton where it was just like, literally, I've got 11 guys who can play and there's like two I could possibly sub in. And if someone gets hurt, which will inevitably do, some youth kid will fucking get it done for me. Right. And I mean, I feel, like, I feel like he like he's tries got to pieces. He's got a ton of pieces now. I feel like he tries to coach like Skamaka, <laughs> but then gets distracted by his tattoos because he's old. Mm hmm. 
and he's like, I really, what, mate, I really need you to do all this kind of stuff. Is that a penis? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what the fuck? Is that an optical star? Like, what do you want about? You know what I mean? Like, I think he just gets distracted. I don't, I don't know. It's such a weird group and they should be doing better than they are. But for some reason, they're not clicking this well, season. Well, we've talked about with Saints. Now, they were, Saints were in their building, right? And they're going to play well in their building, right? So you get away with the point that's fine, but... If ultimately the goal for West Ham is to get back to Europe again, because the amount of money you just spent, you, you need to, to be fucking, back, in you need to be back yeah. in Europe again. Um, or there needs to be success in Europe, which so far there is. And their defense, their success in the McRib Cup right now. They're already advanced. Well, I think they're on, focusing they're well. on that again. I think they're doing that again. <laughs> but now, Moyes, they brought in, Smokey pointed out to us, mm-hmm. they brought in, what, six players? Yeah. They've only used three of them or, well, or he's, whatever he's starting to use them. He's starting to use them now, but they're not. They just... It's, for I, me, also, Skamaka should have scored a game winner in this and didn't. I do agree. Yes. Uh, Smokey says that they need a right back. Uh, Kufal is not the Sufal, same. Kufal yeah. is not yeah. the same injury. Downs needs to start over Suchak. And Benny, Pack, and Sumacha are starting to gel. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, I don't know. Th- this game wasn't exactly a barn burner for me, and I don't really expect that from a Moy side. But you are better than Southampton and on should, paper. And you need to you win. are better than Southampton, and also and you the, should be winning this game. And from the start of the season that you've had, which has been very slow, this was the opportunity to really kind of dig to yourself really out kick of the hole. It. And, and Declan Rice decided to do that. Right. That was excellent. Using the defender is almost <laughs> a, a blocking mechanism for a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and an excellent take it was. What a, a great one-two we had. And you could see it from a mile away, and Southampton couldn't deal with it. Southampton also gave away another lead. I'd be very worried for them. Well, we've already had that discussion. I think we both are. I don't know what 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 is going on with Hassenhoodle that he can't hold on to a lead. What is wrong with that team? Uh, they're young and they're not as good as you think they are they just really i don't aren't. think they're very good and yeah. they still fucking do things that i don't like yeah i think we'll be impressed there you're gonna need your paper to write down your uh, loser all right for a couple losers because i have a couple losers as well good i haven't had a couple losers in a while uh two weeks you know what you're gonna be excited about round number <laughs> sure money all right, this is Sure Money. This is the segment in which we give you our bets to make sure that you, excuse me, uh, are up to speed and aware of what we're doing as responsible, good gamblers to help better inform you to make your selections. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? It's very fair. And the asterisk to that, much like Barry Bond's home run record, I know that gets under Sam's skin, the asterisk to that is... Um, if you can't sense the sarcasm in that, you're a fucking idiot. Well, I think Aaron Judge said it best when uh, everybody asked him about hitting 62 home runs. He goes, it's great. The home run record's from his, uh, Barry Bonds. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the single season is Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, isn't it? No, Barry Bonds, 73. 73. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's when he was stabbing himself in the tank yeah. with a needle. Doesn't matter. Um, I wrote, um, <laughs> fuck you, Liverpool, because that's pretty simple. Uh, oh, how predictable. Well, you know. he got well, just needed City to fucking win. It's not that fucking hard. So City fucked me on my parlay and I missed. So I am now down one hundred and sixty eight dollars. Big Sam's luck of the week. Twenty five percent of the time, Sam, it works one hundred percent of the time. That's right. Spot on. Twenty five percent. Fuck you. 
quarter of the time it works. How many times does it work for you? Big wat, fat whopping zero. Zero. Okay. Never That's fucking works for you. Also a round number because you suck at betting. All right. For the midweek, Everton to draw at Newcastle for plus 290. Nice and easy. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I see an ugly 1-1. One, one. I see an ugly 1-1. One, one. Interesting. <clears throat> Beat him at Newcastle last year. Okay. Down That's a man. not this year. Down a man. A Wobie in his brilliance. A Wobinho. Gorgeous goal. Is that what you're calling him now? That's what we're calling him now. All right. That's an interesting choice. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Now we have our friend that makes me worry that we're going to one day get called up on his debts. Pat, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, not bad. How'd you do this week? Uh, Lost same with uh, Sam. Uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool fucked us. Great. And as, hey, how was uh, Philly? The uh, city of brotherly hate. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, went to Reading Terminal, got my Denix roasted pork with Broccoli Rob, and I was a happy boy. You didn't go to Pat? Fuck no. Roasted pork every time. Fuck. Okay. Everybody wants to go get everybody wants to go get a cheesesteak in Philly. Uh-uh. Roast you get a roasted pork. That what is need the fucking to do sandwich is you get. Both. If, I'm going, yeah, exactly. if I'm going to have two meals, then I will consider a cheesesteak. But my <laughs> we'll first consider me- a cheesesteak. My first meal will always be whenever I am in Philly, hell, if I'm in Wilmington and have the ability to drive over to Philly, will be Tommy Denix roasted pork with the sharp provolone and broccoli rob, a little bit of fresh horseradish on it. Maybe when I'm feeling a little uh, saucy, add a nice spicy long pepper to it. But it will be that every fucking time. It is the best sandwich in the world. If you keep this up, I'll give you a spicy long pepper. You got. <laughs> I feel, I Hot feel like I hit a nerve. Hot Uh-oh. take. Cheesesteaks taste good in every city. Oh. Ooh. I think also I've had better cheesesteaks outside of Philly. <laughs> also hot take. I don't like fucking cheese whiz. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know why y'all are so excited about this we shit. Don't. We don't. <laughs> Provolone is just uh, as good. I'm a, I'm Provolone's wit- better. Yep. I'm, I'm a wit whiz add sweets. That's definitely, I'm a wit whiz add sweets. No doubt about it. I don't understand a word you just said. Wit, uh, so wit, I, I know what it is. It's a for joke. The cheese. <laughs> I get it. And try to order a cheesesteak in fucking Philly and not be not know what you're doing. They're just going to scream at you. They'll be like, you're like, what the fuck you doing? You need to order a fucking cheesesteak. Order a fucking cheesesteak. What do you want on it? Yeah. They'll just scream at you. Well, they don't you know me. Cry, leave or order it correctly or rip out the fucking register and throw it at him. <laughs> Christian says provolone FTW. <laughs> What? For the win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Smart lad. Very Fulhamish of you, by the way. Go ahead. All right, Patty, what you got this week, my friend? All right. Well, I am down $2 less than Sam. I'm minus 170. Uh, so this week I'm going to take a two-game parlay in the midweek and then a two-game parlay for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to take Tottenham <laughs> over Man U at plus 180 and Aston Villa at plus uh 145 that will pay 585 on a hundred dollar bet okay. and for the weekend i am going to and i know you guys hate this i'm going to take two heavy favorites but what i'm going to do to put some pressure on it i'm going to take put an enormous amount of money on it okay so 
Uh, for the weekend, I am going to put $500 on Manchester City over Brighton at minus 530 and Liverpool over Nottingham at minus 440. That oh, will pay $230. Oh. No, no, it is Nottingham. West, they play West Ham in the midweek. My apologies for stomping on you there. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, so Nottingham at minus 440. That pays $230 on a $500 bet. Risking so I guarantee you right now one of those games will draw. Oh, yeah, yeah no you're shit. definitely losing the 500. That's um, definitely up. Yeah, at 100%. So, all that's buddy. all I got. You got yeah, anything else uh, there, my friend? Oh, uh, no. Well, um, no. You know, just uh, looking forward to sleep. I mean, I was looking forward to the game tonight, but uh, I guess it's just going to get rained out or they're going to play it at 11 o'clock at night tonight. So, whatever. I asked him if he said if he had anything else, and he said, "I'm looking forward to sleep." <laughs> this is now I understand why you said don't let him riff. Yeah, I'll just, just let him stick to the script, man. He's really good at the script. Hey, hey, I went duck hunting at four. I was in the middle of a woods at five o'clock this morning, waiting for ducks to get up. So, so that's, there we go. Okay. Hey, I shot him. <laughs> well done. All right, brother. I appreciate it. We'll t- we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Duck hunting. It's so funny. Oh, All right. So, gold, gold. The 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 boy is fucking gold. I love having him do I love having him do the betting segment every week. Jesus Christ. All right, so I lost obviously uh down 900 now, I think it is. Is that right? Feed the cup of losers. So, my cup of losers says I need an EpiPen. The bees got me again. Oh, the bees I'm got you starting again. to become allergic mm-hmm. uh, with the, the way they're stinging me. Uh, so this week, uh, I've got something else. Uh, midweek, because we're going to do our <laughs> weekend betting on Thursday. Also, by the way, programming note, bonus show on Friday. Yep, bonus show Friday, because there's because we, there's midweek games we have to record on Thursday evening. Yep. Um, uh, won't be a live stream, though. Correct, Mel? It's up to you guys. All right. It depends. Let's see. Because normally when we try to do the live stream with the Zoom, it kind of gets all fucked up because he won't be in studio for it. No, I won't be here. I'll be at home. You can sign into the room from anywhere. We just never done it on Thursday. Uh, We've done it on other occasions. And I can't hear the sound drops. He can't hear anything. Oh, that's his fault. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I also... Kind of like when we don't stream it because I do the show in the nude yeah, when see. I do it from home. It's always awkward when we're watching on Zoom, though. <laughs> hey. Especially when we talk about Arsenal and I got that rager. Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like Kevin Garnett always says, tastefully done. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. So my bet this week to drag myself uh, myselves out of the doldrums. Easy peasy, Brighton over Force, Leeds over Leicester, Palace over Wolves in the midweek, plus 822. There we go. So that would leave me minus $78. All right. Should I win this this bet? Um, I tried to go off the beaten path a bit, uh, choose some things that were a little obscure uh, that would give me some odds. And uh, and that's what I came up with. I might hit the uh, I might hit the book on on uh, tomorrow morning. Just on tomorrow, well, tomorrow Tuesday morning, I might I may swing by the book. Just a lot of really interesting odds. And uh, yeah, there were a few that I saw. As you know, well. I'm with you. And just throw some like five buck parlays on win with a anytime goal scorer kind of thing. Yeah, where fair. I could see like five bucks paying like sixty seventy bucks on some. You know, just 
you know, throw down a quick 25 on a handful of just let's see what happens kind of proposition bets. I think there's some money to win this week. Yeah, I could I could definitely agree with you. You know who always wins? The chicken. The fucking chicken. Well, Kitty missed as West Ham drew and what? she sits at five and four. So this week I gave Kitty Brighton welcoming Nottingham Forest. Kitty pulled out an original pressing, because you know she's got a record player up there. Mm-hmm. An original pressing of You've Come a Long Way, Baby, personally signed by Fat Boy Slim with a huh. note that said, quote, Kitty, consider yourself a personal guest of mine whenever you're in Brighton. So not only is Norman Cook a world-famous DJ, he's a Brighton local and also loves the seagulls. So Kitty is clearly picking Brighton for the win. I got to work on my uh, read. She got that one in like one I know. take. I kept yeah, looking for that. The, the and that was Fat, Fat Boy Slim. That. Fat, yeah, Boy Fat Boy Slim. Slim. Is a Brighton supporter. He's a Brighton supporter. Apparently. Yeah. According okay. to Kitty. And yeah. Kitty's never wrong. All right. Well, coming up here in my closing words, I hope he wasn't one of the ones that was being a dicky do. Ooh, very I true. I hope not. Do you know what else are dicky do's? What? People that don't remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Get my way downtown, walking fast. That still fits. (laughs) Always good to hear it. Championship (laughs) corner. I'm falling and I can't get up. Oh no. I, Sam, I tried to get myself in a walkway opportunity where I could possibly stop one Miss Rebecca Lowe. And I w- if I was able to stop her, I was going to ask if she would do a sound drop. <laughs> and the sound drop would have been, this is Rebecca Lowe. Oh, no, Producer Mel. Oh, no. You're listening to the DU Football yeah, Show. Yeah, that, that would have been, been great. I, was, I tried. Mol- like, there's other people I could have gotten, but I kept trying to get to where I <clears> thought <throat> Rebecca would be walking through and... Just too much security. Wasn't able to. Wasn't able to get in a moment. You know, for the right amount of money, if I ever do see Rebecca Lowe, I will walk up to her and go, "Oh, Becky, everybody says I do the best impression of you." Listen. Oh no. <laughs> All right, Mr. Graham. <laughs> All right, sorry. I just got a uh, a little update here mm-hmm. quickly from. Uh, hold on, this is actually. Quite nice. I've already read it. Did you? Yes. Uh, This was uh, one of the parents. Sam, thanks again for coaching and leading the team. I'm supportive of the speech you gave after the game and welcome more efforts to really push the kids. Uh, All the best, parent. Nice. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And for more of that story. (laughs) Patreon.com backslash D football show. Just listen listen to sound check. Off the chart on the enthusiasm meter. Fucking beautiful. Anyway, all right. uh, In the championship this weekend, Luton beat QPR 3-1 in a little bit of an uh, unexpected result. Rotherham over Huddersfield 2-1, which has playoff implications. Uh, I mean, this early in the season. Come on. Still Uh, 557,000 games left (laughs) to be played. Exactly. Burnley 4-0 over Swansea. Go fuck yourself. I'm Burnley. Heard. <laughs> it's a big, meaty uh, Belgian forehead uh, in charge of that team, of course. Yeah. Coventry 1-0 over Cardiff. Blackburn saying fuck you to Middlesbrough 2-1. to one. Stoke 2-0 over Preston. West Brom. Uh, Steve Bruce-less West Brom. 
2-0 over Reading. So things have already taken a positive turn following Steve Bruce's departure. Over the weekend, Sheffield United 3-3 with Blackpool. Sunderland 2-1 over Wigan, picking up another win. And Watford 2-1 over North City. On Sunday, you had Birmingham, the only game, uh, 2-0 over Hull. That leaves you with a championship table that looks like this. Burnley and Sheffield United traded places on 25 points. Burnley now plus one goal differential over Sheffield at plus 12. Sheffield United's at plus 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you drop down to Norwich in third on 24 points with a plus six. QPR in fourth with a plus four, also on 24 points. Blackburn, again, on 24 points with a plus one. Reading somehow staying in the hunt in sixth place on 22 points with a minus five goal differential. Oh, shit. Had to have a heavy loss. Kind of like that Bournemouth syndrome. That 9-0 to Liverpool is the mm-hmm. outlier result, right? Right. You know, I mean, you thought that with Southampton at the time, but then they did it again. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Again. Kenny, it happened twice. Uh, Luton in seventh on 21. And the same, streak continues. Same as Swansea in eighth on 21 as well. Uh, Sunderland in ninth on 20, as is Watford, as is Millwall. And then Birmingham down in 12th. Uh, on 19 points. You get under the relegation, so you got Coventry. Again, only their second win of the season. They're on 10 points. Huddersfield in 23rd on 11. Middlesbrough in 22nd on 13 points. You have Hull just outside the relegation zone on 14 points uh, with a minus 15 goal differential. Mm. The bottom three clubs, minus five, <clears throat> minus five, minus five. <clears throat> that got could it. prove to be troublesome. Could be troublesome. Uh, for Hull come the end of the season. West Brom in 20th. Things are looking up. The only one to one of only three teams in the bottom half of the table that has a positive goal differential with a plus one on 14 points, though, in 20th place. Mm, not good. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, your championship roundup. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. And as the uh, battery on my phone winds down, Mr. Graham, got to just say, um, it's time for you to have parting words. And I'm going to move out of the way so that a certain someone gets the uh, the primary camera shot here. Gets the attention. So, uh, Brighton fans, Fatboy Slim being the president of that club, apparently, um, were rude, uh, quite rude, cunty, some might say, towards Ivan Tony at the weekend following their game, tweeting him uh, racist <laughs> abuse uh, because of his performance against their club and that is strange because brighton are normally fulhamish yeah if you will fairly progressive city as well polite progressive uh the actual if i i don't have this right i apologize but i'm pretty sure the main pride parade in england they do happens in brighton not london it does um they are supposed to be a pretty quote-unquote Woke city. A, when, when we hear Burnley be racist against Wolf Saha, we're like, not exactly surprising. Eh, kind of, yeah. That's 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 on form. We expect that. We don't like it, but we're not surprised by it. Yeah, fucking Brighton supporters. Don't get it wrong. Still not good. Still cunt. <laughs> However, Brighton has a reputation of being progressive. Of being. I don't even like saying progressive because it's it's ridiculous. It should just be the normal um, to not be a racist twat. 
but uh, they chose uh, the other way this uh, this this time, and that uh, should be called out, should be talked about, and should be um, condemned. And we do here at the show, of course, as always, condemn those things. And uh, we look forward to an improved behavior from the South Coast City uh, next time out. D-back. <laughs> it's very simple. D-back. It's not hard. Nope. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. Very easy lesson. Very easy way. It is. <clears throat> to live one's life. It's really not that hard. Just don't be one. Be a nice human being. Wake up in the morning and go, you know what, today, I'm not going to be one. I'm going to be a good person. Well, you know what? Usually, <laughs> if you wake up with the express purpose of not being yeah. a cuntbag, Usually, just in general, things turn out well for you. Yeah, they normally do. In my experience, that's how it goes. And in, in your experience, I know we've talked about this many times. That's how it goes. Goes very well. Um, if you just try to not suck, <coughs> then things are good. It's not hard. It's not in hard. In general, you might not make you rich, but things are okay. Yeah. If you're just not a dicky do. So don't do that again, Brighton. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. You cunts. Next up is injury time, where we're going to check in on our adopted clubs, talk about the fantasy uh, leagues that we are in, uh, review the beers we've been drinking, and preview the midweek's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? For the last time, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's patreon.com backslash DU football show. Sign up to that one big, beautiful, non-racist $5 tier, and you can hear all of our things extra uh on the show which is injury time of course our preview show as sam just said and sound check which is our actual sound check and you can get the rest of me being called in front of the fa the local fa the very local fa producer melanie parting words from the uh gallery um christian said uh blythe supporter john the toaster shout out oh yeah should have actually yeah we should do that guy wears a toaster to the games on his head Takes it off, plugs it in, toasts people's uh, pasties. Good on him. He wears a working toaster on his head. Yes. Yes. There you go. That's the National League for you, Mel. I got nothing else to add. It's the National League. I like him. Gotta be annoying for the guy sitting behind him, (laughs) if I must say. Quite annoying. Quite (laughs) annoying. Christian follows it up with a yay. (laughs) (laughs) Till Thursday, everybody. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. They mentioned John the Toaster. Yay. Bye. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Bramley. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.